Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church around the world celebrates the great feast of the Epiphany, in which the Magi journey to encounter Jesus Christ. Now, the early church fathers, they believed that this story was a microcosm of our own spiritual journey. Everything that we need to know about the spiritual life, we can find in this story. Everything that we need to know and do in the spiritual life to draw closer to Christ is found in this story of the Magi. In fact, the early church fathers said that the journey of the Magi is essentially our own spiritual journey. Now, notice how Matthew introduces the Magi. There's speculation about who the Magi really are. Are they kings? Are they astrologers? Are they wise men? Well, Matthew tells us. He gives us two clues from the very beginning of this gospel passage. He tells us that they're from the east and that they're stargazers. Now, according to historical accounts, there was a well-developed culture in Babylon, present-day Iraq. And what they did is they practiced astrology. Not only did they analyze the stars, but they also charted them. More to it, these magi, they're looking for the presence of God through the positioning of the stars. They know that at the right positioning of the stars, that God has been born into this world. So night after night after night, they're looking, scanning, analyzing the stars. Here's the first lesson that we can take for us in our spiritual journey. Be attentive to the presence of God in your life. Be like the Magi, constantly scanning, analyzing, looking for God's presence, either in your life or in the world. Now, for many people in this world, their spiritual journey never gets off the ground. Why? Because they're preoccupied with their careers, with the worries of daily life, with fame, fortune, materialism, money, the ego. They don't take the time to look, analyze, and study for the presence of God in their life. Therefore, they're attentive to other things, things of this world. Well, we can't be like that. We must be like the Magi, constantly looking, studying, analyzing for God's presence in this world and then in our life. Next in the story, the Magi, they see the star and they interpret it, what it meant. The alignment, the positioning of the stars, they know now God has been born into this world. So what do they do? They move and they act upon it. Now, realize travel in the ancient world wasn't very easy. In fact, it was very hazardous, perilous. Travel in the ancient world was one in which there weren't very good roads, if roads at all. They weren't marked. There weren't any signs. The roads were not lit at night. More to it, there were no AAA maps, no GPS. You were exposed to the elements, the cold, the wind, the rain. 
Many times you would have to camp out night because there weren't many inns to travel to or sleep overnight. Worse yet, on these roads hid marauders, killers, kidnappers, thieves, wild animals. Travel in the ancient world was very dangerous. And yet, for the Magi, they were willing to take the risk. Here's a second lesson that we can take for our own spiritual journey. When we see the presence of God in our life, like the Magi, we must move and act upon it. Regardless of how hard it may seem to be, we must muster the courage and the conviction to move and act upon it like the Magi. And what's the great spiritual danger? Well, we see the presence of God and we don't act upon it. We say to God, you know, God, I am so busy this week. You know, maybe next week I'll start praying every day. Or God, you know, I'm just so busy right now with work and other activities. You know, in, in a few weeks, I'll start performing the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. No, what we have to do is act and move like the Magi did. Well, in the gospel, it says they finally reach Bethlehem and they seek Herod out for his advice and help to help them find where Jesus is located. Now, notice Herod's advice to them. He says, go and search diligently for the child. And when you found him, bring me word so that I too may go and do him homage. Well, Herod is using the Magi as some sort of spies to help Herod locate the child so as to destroy him. Here's the next spiritual lesson that we can take for our own spiritual journey. When we find the presence of God in our life or in this world and we act upon it, expect opposition. The path that we will walk might have pitfalls or obstacles. Why? Well, because the last thing that Satan wants is for us to draw closer in our relationship with God. The last thing that he wants is for us to grow stronger in our faith. That makes him weaker. And so there will be pitfalls and challenges on our way, just like Herod is for the Magi. Now notice how cold and calculating Herod is. Herod is deliberately manipulating these magi for his own gain. Remember the scene in the gospel in which Jesus is about to send his 12 apostles out on their first mission of evangelization. What does he tell them? Be as innocent as doves, but be cunning as serpents. If we are only innocent, then we can't see the tricks that the forces of evil may play against us, you know, to reroute us away from the path that leads to Christ. But if we are clever, then our eyes are wide open, aren't they? And we see the tricks, the pitfalls, and the obstacles people like Herod put in our way to prevent us from drawing closer in our faith. And that's what he's doing right now with the Magi. And so the Magi, they set out and they find Jesus Christ and with Mary, his mother. They offer Jesus gifts. Now, these gifts are prophetic. They tell us the identity of Jesus Christ. First, gold. Gold is symbolic of kingship. In the ancient world, only kings wore gold. Gold crowns, gold jewelry, rings of gold. Therefore, the symbolism here is that Jesus truly is our king, king of the universe. Frankincense. Frankincense is an incense that is only burned in the temple of Jerusalem by the high priest in order to give fitting worship and praise to God. Well, the symbolism here, Jesus truly is God. 
He is truly our high priest. Finally, myrrh. Myrrh is a burial ointment that the Jews used in the ancient world to anoint the body before burial. The symbolism here, this is going to be how Jesus' mission will end with his death on the cross. And see, that's why these gifts are so symbolic. They tell us exactly who Jesus is. Yes, he is the Son of God. Yes, he is our King. And yes, he will reign. He will reign from the cross. And through Jesus' death and resurrection, he will be our sovereign King. Now, take it to a deeper level. These gifts that the Magi offer Jesus, they are the very best that the Magi have to offer him. They hold nothing back. They give Jesus nothing but the best. He deserves it since he is our king. Here's the next spiritual lesson that we can take on our own spiritual journey. When we have set out on our spiritual journey and when we have found the presence of God in our life or in this world, be like the Magi. Give God nothing but the best. The best of your time and attention. The best of your heart. Again, the spiritual danger here. We find the presence of God in our life and we give him just a little bit of time. A little bit of our attention. A little bit of our heart. We make a half-hearted attempt to practice our faith. No, we can't do that. Instead, like the Magi, We give God the very best that we have. We hold nothing back. If we truly believe Jesus is our king, then we give him. He deserves nothing but the best. So we give him the best of our time and attention, the best of our talent and treasure, the best of our heart, mind, and soul. Now notice how the story ends. It says, Having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. Well, here's the last spiritual lesson to help us on our spiritual journey. When we encounter the presence of God in our life or in this world, when we have given him the very best that we have to offer, then we're going to walk a different path. We're no longer going to be the same person that we were prior to coming to him. We're going to be a changed person. We're going to be a better, a stronger person spiritually. We're going to think a different way. We're going to act a different way. And see, that's the power of this spiritual journey. And see, that's the power that the Magi learned on their own journey to Christ. And see, that's what the early church fathers saw in this great story. They saw how this story of the Magi's journey mirrors our own spiritual journey throughout our life. We have to be attentive to the presence of God in our life in this world constantly looking, seeking, analyzing. When we see it, move and act upon it. Don't dawdle. Don't second guess. Expect challenges. Sure, why not? But don't be afraid. You have the power of the Holy Spirit residing with inside of you, and that power can overcome any obstacle in this world. When you come upon the presence of Christ, give him nothing but the best. Hold nothing back. Don't give him a half-hearted attempt Instead, give him the best of what you have and then expect to be changed. You're no longer going to be the same person. You will be a better, spiritually stronger person. And that's all that God ever wants from us. And may the peace and the grace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.